0: Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome today to Talks with John. So today I'm going to talk about a subject that a lot of us have faced, have just come out of, have found extremely interesting and different, and that is fear. We've come out of a lot of fear in the last two years going through the COVID pandemic. Psalms 34, four and five says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. The key in that scripture is looking to the Lord, because when you look to the Lord, his light is going to shine on you. You know, we're the moon and he's the sun, we simply radiate the light of God. We don't have an internal light on our own. We're not humanists, we're humans. And we need to realize that our light truly comes from Christ and we reflect him to others. So let's talk about a fear that many are still gripped with. Back in September of 2020, I went into the hospital with COVID-19. I had uh, sequestered myself into a hotel for uh, 11 days earlier, thinking, this won't be bad, I'll write a book, and I didn't write one word. It got worse and worse till they carried me out in a stretcher, and by the time I got to the hospital, I was really sick. The third night I was in the hospital with COVID-19, my oxygen level crashed to 62. Uh, COVID pneumonia was taking a toll on my body and was happening pretty quick. That afternoon, I told a Christian nurse who had prayed for me many times that I felt like something bad was going to happen that night, that I was going to take a turn for the worst. And he said, well, why didn't you claim it that it wasn't? I just knew. I knew how my body felt. I knew what was happening. And um, my body was getting tired. I told her, I believe that you can believe with me in Christ for a miracle. And when I get bad tonight, keep me out of ICU because I don't want to be on a respirator. And she said, no, 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 you don't. So around 2 a.m., I was on the phone, uh, FaceTime with my son and my wife. And I told them I wasn't feeling really well. I was a little nervous. And uh, a whole group of nurses and doctors rushed in, said my oxygen had fallen to 62, started working on me. And then they started talking about taking me to ICU and putting me on a ventilator. And when they put you on a ventilator, they put you to sleep and you may not wake back up. Well, uh, I I just told my family I gotta go. Got off the phone. The nurse came in that I talked to, and I just made eye contact with her, like, you know what to do. So she said, You know what? I want to stay in here tonight with him. Let's keep him here. I'll monitor him personally, I'll just be right here. Let's not take him. And so they didn't take me. They left me there. And uh I had an assurance then that things were gonna be okay. They flipped me over on my stomach. I had trouble breathing. I was coughing. I don't sleep in my stomach anyway, but when you had uh, your lungs blocked up with pneumonia and can't breathe, and it was pretty grueling. I had a little talk. My little talk was with Satan, and I said, okay, devil, if you can take me, you better do it right now. Just do it right now, and if you take me, I'm going to heaven. If you can't take me, that's going to be bad for you because I'm going to tell this story, and then in God's timing, I'm going to heaven. Well, he didn't take me. I eventually fell asleep, and the next morning, I began to improve. I made it through the night, was stabilized. Two people from the church I pastored had visions that night of a creative angel visiting me. One was a a little girl about eight years old. As the sun streamed through my window the next morning, I knew I made it, and everything was going to be fine, and I was going to live and not die. But during that rough night, there was something that I needed medically that I realized the next morning, wow, but I had that thing, it would have been better. So when the nurse came in, I said, in case I get bad again, like I was, I don't think I will. Uh, do you have one of these? And I mentioned the thing. And she said, no, we don't have that. I said, well, can you get it at another hospital? I think it would actually help me a lot. She said, um, I don't even know that that is such a thing. Well, I got quiet. After I got out of the hospital, I talked to a friend of mine who owns a medical company. That thing has now been patented, and hopefully this year it will be sold. So, you know, the devil has a plan, and he can get us all snared up in fear. But again, the Word of God is so powerful that we look to him, and that radiates who he is. Those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. So I want to encourage you in your fear times, in the times that you don't know what's going to happen, which is actually every minute of your day, you don't know what's coming next. You can plan. You can plan out 10 years from now. Rarely are we at the place we think we'll be in 10 years. Things shift. Things move. Things change. The life you have planned shifts a bit, just maybe a fraction, but it will take you in a different trajectory and a different place, hopefully to the place God has for you. But in those times, it can instill fear. I didn't plan on being in the hospital. I didn't plan on being near death. But that little thing that I didn't plan has set me up for success. Look at me now. I'm telling the story. It was a few months later in uh, May of 2021, took the staff of our church down to Costa Rica just to have some refreshing. They did such a great time during the pandemic, keeping our church connected through social media and phone calls and, and just loving on them. So took them down to Costa Rica and uh, walked to the beach with one of our couples one afternoon. Beautiful beach, hardly any people there. And we began to frolic in the waves. We left our phones up by a big piece of driftwood. Um, somebody came up and was kind of hanging around the driftwood. So the couple went in to check on our phones, make sure they weren't stolen. And I thought, maybe I can get a little further out in the water and experience these big waves. Well, I got much further out than I meant to because I got caught in an undertow. Uh, Quickly, I was in water over my head, and the waves were about 10 feet tall, pounding, so they would pound me. I would spin around. They call that being the washing machine, hit my head and face all over the water, try to scramble back up. That happened over and over, and then I realized I can't get back, and uh, the adrenaline kicked in. I never had a near-drowning experience, but when the adrenaline kicked in, I thought I can beat this thing and I would paddle, paddle, paddle. And I remember somebody telling me when you get involved in an undertow, you want to let it carry you just, just swim sideways. Well, let me tell you something else when you're panicked and you can't breathe and you're not getting up between every wave, you forget a lot of stuff. So here I am when I did get my head above water, I'm waving frantically at our staff members and they're waving back. I'm like I'm screaming they can't hear that the The waves are so loud finally one of them realizes what's going on begins to run t- down towards the beach but what was he going to do and then there was a surfer a surfer saw me in distress and came out to me and he had to fight to get to where I was and uh, I tried to put my hands around the board but I had no more strength because my adrenaline had left And there was this weird sense of I'm going to drown that had already kicked in. He wasn't going to have me drown. He was out there fighting with me. And he yelled as loud as he could, hang on. This is your life. And that, for some reason, energized me. And I grabbed a hold of the board. And as the waves were thrashing us around, he paddled us back in. That was my story within just a few months of nearly... Dying the second time. Fear began to grip me. That night I didn't sleep until I realized, wait a minute. In the last few months, twice my life was nearly gone, but it's not. I'm still here on this planet. God has a plan to me, or for me, and I just looked to Him. I got out of bed. It was still dark. and went to the patio and thanked God. Thanks God for saving and sparing my life. Thanks Him for being there for me and looking to Him. Again, those who look to Him are radiant. Their faces shall never be ashamed. First part of the verse, I sought the Lord. He answered me and delivered me from all my fears. I'm not sure what fear you're facing today. Maybe you face have faced death. Maybe you've lost someone close to you. Maybe you're facing a career change, a job change, your marriage is in jeopardy. Maybe something's wrong with your children and, and you need God's help. I would say seek his face. Look to him. Let his light shine up on you, and you won't be ashamed. Now, let me tell you this. It may not change your situation all of a sudden, but you won't be ashamed. The devil wants you to be in fear, and then he wants to shame you. You know, it used to be popular that parents would tell their kids, shame on you. When I hear somebody say that now, I try to correct them. Like, don't do that. Let's just use discipline. Away from the children, I say it, of course. But don't shame anybody. God doesn't have shame for us. He loves you. He loves me. He doesn't want us in fear. He wants us to look to his face. So today, think about it. Look to his face. Drop the shame. Drop the fear. Thanks for being with me today. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.